Hello and welcome to the Deception Tips Podcast, where you will learn amazing cues to detect deceit that will help you read people like never before. I'm your host, Spencer Kaufman. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to Deception Tip episode number 97. We are really progressing. Thank you for your continued listening of the Deception Tips Podcast. Last week, we spoke of a tip that is something liars may do, and it's something that pretty much every human does in general. We like to look around for social approval. Now, that could be in a variety of different forms. It could be before answering a question, such as when a child looks at a parent to answer a question from maybe a stranger, and they're looking for the go-ahead, can I give them that answer? Or something where maybe the stakes are a little higher when a couple people have a story to tell, and they don't know who's going to tell the story or who's going to speak, so they look at each other for the go-ahead. You can tell it. No, I'll tell it. That kind of a thing. can even be in terms of lying where a question is asked and someone looks at the other person for the signal as in, what's the answer going to be? You better answer and then I'll do the same thing later. That sort of a thing. But people look for this social approval when they are lying. Now, it's not always when they're lying, so you obviously need to be on the lookout for patterns and clusters of behavior and see other signs of deception bundled up in that so that you'll know for sure. However, generally, when you see this social approval, take a look at it and see what's going on in that conversation, what's happening in that situation. Examine the people, examine what they're doing and who's talking and who's asking, and see if you can find out what type of approval it is. I gave you that task last week to start paying attention in conversation and noticing when people look for that social approval. Now, as I said, it can be before answering or before responding. It could also be after, like you give the response or you give an answer, then you look around to see what other people think of your answer or of your response. Like if you have a comeback to an argument or if you're delivering a joke or something and you look around for that approval from the other people on the words that you spoke. So again, it could be both ways, but that's why it's important to check out the context of the situation so that you understand what's going on and whether the approval is coming before giving an answer or after giving an answer. So today we're going to talk about another tip that is important. It's the only way that you can for sure know that they are telling you the lie. It's the way that when they do this, you'll know for certain that they are either lying or they are either telling the truth. Now, I say that and it's not some all-powerful tip. Really what it is is that they're talking. So if they're talking, you'll know for sure that they're either telling a lie or they're telling the truth. I know, I know, not what you expected, but still it is important. You need to keep them talking so that they will spill the beans. They're either going to continue telling that lie or they will trip up and come to the truth. Now, we've talked about this several times over the past episodes that there are certain things you can do to keep liars talking or to allow them to speak or to get them to say more or trip over their tongue. One of them was in episode 69 where we said become silent so that you need to just be quiet so that they will start talking because when you become silent, it creates that awkward pause. 
It's kind of strange. That silence where you don't know what's going on. And usually, a pause of about 5 to 10 seconds or more starts to become very awkward. I paused there for one and a half seconds. And it was still a little strange because you expect voices to be coming out of your speakers. However, if you do that in conversation, pause for five or so seconds, it will become awkward. Somebody will speak to fill the gap. We also talked about something related to that in 13. Deception tip episode 13 was stay silent. So that was just essentially the same thing, but it was saying that you need to just be quiet from the get-go. The other one is becoming silent. If you're talking, you just need to shut up. This one is stay silent and let them speak because they have a story to tell. Don't interrupt them. Don't cut them off. Don't think what you want to say and say it before they're done speaking. Let them tell the whole story. And we've talked about that one other time with the importance of allowing them to tell their entire story and letting the liar continue to speak so that they will tell everything. And then you can come back in later and ask certain questions that is happening or that you have in your head. You can pinpoint these certain things where you notice some deception or where you notice something. You allow them to tell the entire story. So again, today it's going to be keeping the liars talking. That's important. So here it is, deception tip number 97. Keep liars talking by identifying with their feelings, then reflecting it back to them with a question. Here it is again, Deception tip number 97. Keep liars talking by identifying with their feelings, then reflecting it back to them with a question. Now this is the classic psychology chair approach. When someone is in the office seeing their doctor or shrink or whatever you want to call them, they are telling their feelings. They're speaking, the doctor is just sitting there, maybe a hand on the chin, legs crossed, notebook in hand. They're sitting there listening and listening. And then as soon as it gets to a certain point and the patient pauses or the client pauses, the doctor says, that's very interesting. How does it make you feel when that happens? Or something like that. They really kind of give a non-question. It's a question of reflecting back. It's a reflection question. When someone says, man, it's so frustrating when such and such happens. They might say, wow, I can understand. That's really frustrating. Tell me what you do in those circumstances. How do you act upon that frustration? And so they identified with their feelings of the frustration, understanding, empathy, sympathy. They got all that. Then they turn it and reverse it right back to them with, what do you do about it, or how do you cope with it, or what does it make you feel like doing, or any of these things, and then it poses another question to get them to talk more. So that is how you can keep liars talking as well. You can identify with what they're saying, switch it around, and point it right back to them as a question to get them to continue speaking. Now we're going to talk a lot more about this, and also about what type of question it is imperative that you use coming up right after this. Are you loving this podcast? If so, consider writing a review on iTunes, Google, or wherever you're listening. Reviews help others find this podcast so they can learn how to spot lies as well. 
Welcome back to Deception Tip episode number 97 where we are talking about how to keep liars talking. It is very important to keep them talking because if they don't speak, they're never going to tell you the truth. You need to keep them talking so that they eventually will start to speak the truth. They will have contradictions in their lies. You'll be able to call them out and the truth will be heard. Now, before we took the break, we saw a little bit of a thing on how you can reflect the questions back to people. And there was one thing very important about the type of question that you need to use when reflecting back. Hopefully you already know, but the question that you want to use is an open-ended question. You want to phrase a question so that they need to provide you with a narrative response. You're not looking for a yes or no answer. So if you rephrase the question, like, wow, I understand that's really frustrating. Does it make you feel angry when that happens? Well, now they can simply say yes or no. Instead, you should say, wow, I can understand that's really frustrating. How does it make you feel or what does it make you feel like doing when that happens? Obviously, how it makes them feel, they're going to say frustrated because they just told you about it. So if you do something like that with asking, does it make you feel angry? Yes, it probably does lead to anger. But unless you use the term anger, they're not going to make that connection or they may not make that connection. And they may just answer frustrated because they just told you that, you idiot. So make sure that when you are asking questions, you are specific in your line of questioning. You need to be detailed so that they know exactly what you are communicating to them and what you're looking for. We talked about that in an entire deception tip of its own. Deception tip number 83, be precise. We spoke about being precise in your line of questioning because unless you're very specific, liars may take and twist it around or give you non-answers or different things that aren't related to what your question was. Therefore, make sure that when you are taking this stuff, you're identifying with their feelings, you reflect it back to them, you reflect it back to them with a specific question that gives them the opportunity to give you a narrative response. You're looking for a, an explanation. Your goal is to get them talking even more. So now, if the liar is being uncooperative, and maybe they haven't given you too much, or they haven't said too much, you can still identify with them. You can still identify with whatever they've said, even if it's not a feeling or something but they've said that something happened, don't be afraid to step out of the comfort zone a little bit here and start to identify with things even if they don't really identify with you. Remember we talked about how important it is to relate to liars and that when you relate to them, they may be more apt to tell you stuff because they feel like you guys have something in common. That was deception tip number 84. Again, you need to be careful what you want to relate to, though, because if they say, yeah, I had such a great time, I broke the window on this thing, the storefront before running through, man, what a rush that was. And you say, wow, yeah, a rush, that must have been great. Okay, wait a minute, now you're starting to identify with the crime they committed, which is what you're trying to prevent or what you're trying to get the truth out of. So be careful what you're identifying with. Again, that's why you need to be very detailed and specific in your relating language and questioning. So if they say, wow, what a rush, you could say, you know what? I remember one time that I went skydiving. You may have never gone skydiving. And I felt this heart pounding. My body was shaking. I was sweating. 
and I could feel my heart. I, I thought it was going to just blow right out of my body. It was, it was a huge rush. Was that something like what you felt? Now, that's a yes or no question, but it relates to their rush. Now, they're going to probably say, yeah, it felt like whatever. Or if they just say yes, say, well, tell me how it felt for you. What did your body feel like? And now they're going to open up and speak all about the physical symptoms of whatever their adrenaline rush is. So that's how you can do it. Make sure you're identifying with something that is more positive rather than whatever it is you're trying to prevent or the wrongdoing. You don't want to identify with that. If you identify with that, now they're starting to blur the lines and they don't know, okay, wait a minute, if he's identifying with this, but yet I might be in trouble for doing it, but he's done it, well, why would I be in trouble for doing it? They'll get confused. The Black and white will now become gray. As you know, it is already gray, but you need to make it as black and white as possible. It needs to be completely separated and distinguished so that they will be able to tell the difference. They need to know right from wrong in that instance. You're telling them what's wrong and you're telling them what's right. And the things you identify with need to be things that not only keep them talking and make them feel like they relate to you, but also they need to be things that are just and moral and right. They can't be the wrongdoing things. So I know this is a lot and it's kind of tricky and how to rephrase and come up with those questions. It sounds very easy in this podcast. Now remember, I don't use a script in here. Everything is free flowing right out of my mind and straight to you. That's why there are occasionally a few stutters or mess ups or something like that, but the language is natural. And those responses and things, yes, I came up with them on the spot, but I also dictated the scenario, so it is a little easier. However, in conversation, when you're speaking with somebody, don't be afraid to practice this. Yes, it's going to sound odd. You're going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be a little abnormal because we don't speak like this in everyday language. Why? Because people generally don't care. We don't care about other people. We just want to say what we want to say. Therefore, when you start speaking like this, you are going to appear that you care. So it's going to be a little bit different. When you are all of a sudden start saying, you know, when your neighbor is telling you about their dog or their house or something, you say, wow, that, that's a big task. I, one time we had to do the shingles on my roof. I was finding nails for months. What are you doing about it? Or how does it make, you know, what does your wife think about that? Or are you worried about your dog stepping in the nails? Or and you start asking these questions, they're going to be kind of like, wow, what the heck is going on? Because you haven't spoke like that to them before. But it is important. So practice it and get the hang of it because when it is needed, when you are detecting deception, it will really, really help. So I want to thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Deception Tips Podcast. I hope that you'll share it with your friends, subscribe to the feed, check out the Deception Tips videos, the blog, and take a look at the books I have available. And as always, tune in next week for a new Deception Tip.